little thing called murder. Hello, everyone, oh and welcome to goodness. a little thing called murder. You are welcome for that free little song right there. <laughs> I loved every second of it. Yeah, I really committed. It I felt started very personalized. Said, that should be our intro. It should. Let me see if I can take a snippet snippet <laughs> of that and use that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Hello, guys. Did you forget about us? I hope not. We're back. Just kidding. We didn't like actually go anywhere. But um. <laughs> no, but we've tried to record this like six times. I just, I suck. This is my episode today. And I kept pushing everything back because one, I thought she was three hours behind, at least the last time that we were supposed to record. So I like planned everything out. I was like, okay, so if we start at nine, that's like seven her time. So like, but like, but I still don't understand that, ma'am. Six. Because listen, listen, ready? (laughs) So I we knew you were in Alabama too. No, but that doesn't even matter. But, but listen, listen, ready? Oh God. We said <laughs> we established the time in your time zone. And then I kept thinking to your time. I don't know. <laughs> so whichever time crying, whichever time zone I'm in, it doesn't matter. Time zones don't work with me. I don't understand. And oh. also. How come the world clock on, like, your iPhone doesn't have one for Tucson? Probably because Arizona doesn't do daylight savings anyway. No, not, that doesn't, that has nothing to do with daylight savings. Because, like, if I put in for, like, your time zone, even though, like, technically some of the times you're two hours and then some of the times you're three behind. Mm -hmm. And I was able to do Phoenix. Is Tucson in the same yeah states over there are so big that like I feel like a state could cover three time zones but yeah so because Arizona doesn't do daylight savings so half the year we're with California so we're three hours behind and then the other half we are the other one well we'll have to see if that um but don't worry that's what we do everything your time I will figure it out. <laughs> and then there's me trying to figure it out because I didn't want to stress her out because she's got school. And then things just kept happening. And I'm in the middle of helping my best friend, one of my best friends, other than Jaden, if yeah, you can believe it. Wow. Wow. Came in here strong. Came in here strong with that. Just you can believe that I have other friends. But um, I'm helping her plan her wedding. So like every night I'm doing, so- it's just been, nuts 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 hey guys so um editing megan here um (laughs) sorry if i sound horrible right now i don't have my mic with me and i am currently house slash dog sitting um so i'm trying to make do with what i have and i'm trying to get this episode out because like i literally just said um it was taking forever for us to get together to finally like record the episode yet again We recorded that on August 29th, and I am sitting here today editing October 5th. This has been totally my bad. Um, I apologize to you guys for how long it's taken, and also um, apologize to 
my lovely Jaden for being patient with me, um, going through some things. So hopefully, I say this every time, hopefully this is the worst of it. But um, yeah, I wanted to make sure I got this out to you guys fine a freaking Lee. So yeah, I just wanted to insert that there. So enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks. <laughs> and so fun fact, mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of typing up this um, episode. Don't worry, I got everything all planned out. Perfect. My freaking um, Google Drive is full. And it keeps saying I don't have access to the document. And I'm like, what do you mean? This is my drive. How do I not have access to my document? And it's like, you have zero room left. So like two hours before, oh, Alexa, turn on bedroom lights. Megan. Just what, did I scare you again? Just a real quick thing. Yeah. For, for those listening at home, with our eyes on what's happening, obviously, um, this woman's lights just turned off. Just turned off. Like, How many times do you, like, come on, ma'am. <laughs> so oh. I have a timer on my, my lights, mm-hmm. but they turn on at dusk and they mm-hmm. turn off at, no, they turn on at dawn and turn off at <laughs> dusk. Hmm. Why so, do they turn on at dawn? What the fuck time are you waking up, ma'am? Dude, they turn on at like 6.30. I try to get up, but I sleep through it. Okay, okay. It literally doesn't wake me up. And I bought this fancy new alarm clock right here. Oh. Right here. Slept through it. I don't know what the heck my deal is. I keep Googling, how do you become a lighter sleeper? And it's like, go to bed at a decent time, do a schedule, or like don't eat before you go to bed. And I'm like, I do all those things. I go to bed at eight 30 every night. Like, come on. This is what you do. So I used to be a terrible, 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 terrible at waking up like in like elementary and like middle school and everything literally up until undergrad, my, my parents, like, Oh, people waking me up. I was, I slept like the dead, but me, me, I learned how to wake up in undergrad because for every minute we were late we had the whole team had to sprint and then we had to sit stand there and watch and then we had to do double after I was never late and that is how I can wake up <laughs> alarms now see if I have somewhere to go I am up and I am good like I've been going to the gym at 5 30 in the morning good. I'm good I'm, I get up I go it's when I don't have anything to do <coughs> I don't I don't get it I don't understand but anytime I do have to wake up, I'm like needing someone and I'm like, it stresses me out to be late. Are you okay? <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to hold it in. I drank some of my Dr. Pepper and then I died. It's fine. But, but yeah. So how have you been over the last, what, like month and a half since we recorded last? Yeah, um, good. Um, having a lot of fun as much fun as you can in Alabama. Just kidding. There, there are things that are, that are pretty close here. I was going to say, uh, it looks like you're having a blast with all yeah. of your friends. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's great because, um, one of the girls here, she's at my base, so we get to go back together, Woo! Um, but yeah, no, it's been pretty fun. Uh, living in a hotel. Um, yeah. How's that? Not bad. Not bad. Except oh. the internet is 
terrible par. Very less than par. (laughs) This is a Hilton. I thought this was a good hotel. What? Well, let's write a strongly worded letter to Paris. Like, even my phone, um, like, even, like, my, like, internet through my phone is shitty. Like, sometimes my phone will be like, you have no service in your hotel room. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> but we should. Let's write a, you know what? Let's tweet at Paris, ma'am. You need to get better internet down here in Alabama, Okay. <laughs> I feel like Alabama is one of those states that they're like, mm, yeah, we don't really need to focus on that. It's not like a metropolitan area. Exactly. Low on the priority list. But like um where we are, where we're at, it's actually it's actually pretty nice. Like the location of our hotel is great. I can like walk down the street. There's like a Target, Moe's, McAllister's, um, TJ Mac. Like it's like not even half a mile down the road. It's like a nice little school. Oh yeah. But how you Hold on, you just you just glitched real hard. Well, uh, yeah, it's, it's the internet. I I it's gonna talk shit. It's gonna hey. talk shit. <laughs> yeah, at least it's my episode today. So no, I know. Um, but I said, how have you been? Good, good. Um, planning a wedding, not really actively, but I'm helping whatever she needs help with. <laughs> um, my doggo graduated from intro to puppy obedience class and oh, wait, that was graduation today no it was a uh, oh. three weeks ago oh okay two weeks this ago um, and now he's in advanced oh happy class and then we're looking into getting him into agility because i feel like mm-hmm. he would love it and he needs to get out that energy mm-hmm. um got my braces off last week <gasps> i didn't know that Ma'am, I thought I sent you a Snapchat. You probably did. I I think you did. And you were like, what's wrong with your face? Because I was like, I said something about my face and you were like, what's wrong with it? Oh, maybe. (laughs) I can't remember. I have so many like Snapchats that like I haven't looked at because like they'll be like, probably mine. There's a video in there. And I'm like, I don't have good enough service here to do it. I think this was me, that video was me asking you if you could still record last week. And then, then that's when I had my plans change because you never answered. And I was like, I guess maybe not. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to yeah. use that as an excuse. But I, I genuinely didn't think, like, you didn't answer. So I was like, I don't, oh. I don't know if. <laughs> oh, no, no, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you have to text. That text okay. Okay, I got that now because our mode of transportation text wise was um, Snapchat for the longest time. Our mode of transportation? Text wise. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. But, anyways, we're going to roll with the punches because I can still read it. So, I'm going to do this on my phone because I have the other half of the case that I couldn't type down on like web sites and stories and whatnot you do you yeah okay so my sources are try and true wikipedia and then um the other one i have is law.cornell.edu so we know that one's fucking reliable as shit that's a good one then use that a lot yeah brit okay and then 
um, hks.harvard.edu. So we're all <laughs> up in the reliable stuff today. <laughs> so my case, I'm just going to straight out say it. Um, so the last time we recorded was right after the overturn of Roe versus Wade. So mm-hmm. I decided what better than to do a case on Roe v. Wade? Because okay. I've just been hearing a lot of conflicting things about what it means. Mm-hmm. So I knew of Roe v. Wade, didn't really know much about it other than abortion. It's the mm-hmm. standard case that is referenced for mm-hmm. abortion. So, mm-hmm. oh, and I also watched the um, Jane, what is it, AKA Jane Roe. Okay. That might not be co- completely correct. But anyways, it was on Hulu and I watched it. It was so good. It okay. was so good. So enough of me chit-chatting. We'll get into it. Okay. So Norma Leah Nelson McCorvey. Uh, was born in Simsport, Louisiana on September 22nd, 1947. And um, she spent her early childhood at her, at her family. And she spent her early childhood at her family's home in Letsworth in Point Coop Parish. So later in her childhood, the family picked up and moved to Houston, Texas. Um, Yeah. Norma's father... Olin Nelson um, was a TV repairman and left when Norma was 13 years old. So cool. Um, (laughs) Her parents officially got divorced shortly thereafter. So she and her older brother were raised by their mother, Mary Mildred Sandfer, who was a violent alcoholic. We love to see it. Love that. I know. So she was raised um, a Pentecostal, but Norma's father led her and the family um, as Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, so okay. I know. Wait, That's this like is a- the second case that we had Jehovah's Witnesses, didn't we? I know. Yeah, I think it is. Norma started running into trouble with the law beginning around the age of 10. Um, she robbed a cash register at a gas station and, um, her and a friend ran away to Oklahoma city. Um, they tricked a hotel worker into letting them rent a room and, um, were there for two days when a maid walked in on Norma and her female friend kissing. (gasps) Oh my God. How dare they? Oh my God. The odd. (laughs) so um she was arrested and taken to court where um she was declared i mean it could be it's back in the day and everyone's fucking homophobic but whatever yeah it's oklahoma city but um i think it was more so for stealing out of the cash register yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so they were taken to court where Wait, also quick, 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 quick thing. Um, yeah. again, I know it's back in the day, but she's 10 years old. She, um, we, we can't, we can't really prosecute children. Right. I mean, I guess she's 10, um, so I guess we could, but you know, like, well, let me get there. Cause I think it's like nine. 
nine is the age where we can start um, prosecuting children, I think. Yeah. Well, she's 10. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, she might have made the cut. Oh. Well, so she was taken to court um, where she was declared a ward of the state and um, a judge sent her to a Catholic boarding school. Um, side note, she didn't become Catholic until 1998. So, um, why? But, uh, a court of law sends her to a fucking Catholic boarding school. Get the fuck out of here with your religion, please. And thank you. Where's the separation of church and state? You're right. Let's build the wall there. Let's build (laughs) the wall there. (laughs) so this was basically a reform school um i'm sure everyone kind of gets the idea of what those are they're not great they're Uh basically schools trying to turn you if you're gay lesbian problematic trying to turn you into a little angel god said we love that here we love it we absolutely do not for those who can't pick up what we're putting down so um, later, she was sent to um, the state school for girls in Gainesville, Texas, um, on and off from the ages of 11 to 15. And uh, she said this was the happiest time of her childhood. And every time that she was sent home, she would purposely do something bad to be sent back. And like that goes to show how shitty her home life was. Yeah. yeah. So after being released, Norma lived with her mother's cousin who allegedly raped her every night for three weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, and when her mother found out, her cousin said that Norma was lying. And basically it was that whole that like. Believe your fucking children, parents. I know. Fucking children. Why would a child make that up? Yeah. How? how children don't know what this is they don't know what this is to make it up i don't think i've ever read of a case or anything that like the child was like no i was just kidding yeah no no and Um, they're not using terms that like adults say for sex like like that was a big thing like whenever we were doing um uh the uh the case that i talked about on here Mm -hmm. um where and we literally highlighted this we were like children don't know what these things are no they don't know that this is what this is like very like oh my god anyway sorry yeah (laughs) no it's fine um so like the only case that i've heard of anyone really lying about it is Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. So. You in that case, ma'am. I'm surprised you're not doing that right now. <laughs> well, I mean, it was so publicized, and I think I also talked not. about it enough that people yeah, are probably like, Megan, shut up. <laughs> I feel like it's not really true crime either. You know? No, it's yeah. more so just her trying to fire back at yeah. she's grasping at straws. So, anyways. <laughs> oh, here it is. Sorry. I had I had to Google this. Um, in case we do have any other like lawyers or anything listening. So yeah, a child, a child, a child, guys, a child (laughs) under the age of seven was presumed incapable of committing a crime. 
Um, Because like we say, they don't like your mental state's not there. Children aged seven to 13 were presumed incapable, but the presumption was rebuttable. So they would have had to do, they would have had to rebut that presumption. Does it say? Yeah, but it doesn't sound like she had much support, so. The presumption by proving the child understood what they were doing and that it was wrong. I don't know what the, I can't remember what the burden is. Like what the standard is, but. Yeah, so. Yeah. Anyway, so, but also like in the uh, documentary, she basically was like, I was the kid that, or I was the um, child my mom never wanted. And she made it very known, which is so sad. I literally cannot even fathom. And wow, look at this. What a perfect example of that this mom shouldn't have been a mom. However, but her daughter was a big pivotal point for women. Yeah. But no, but I'm saying is she shouldn't have been a mom. Right. And here's the irony of this case. Well, there's more irony to come. So fast forward um, while working at a restaurant, Norma met Woody McCorvey. Um, He was born in 1940 and she married him at the age of 16, a whole last 16 year old. I couldn't. I don't even, I can't even like really imagine myself getting married now at the age of 25, <laughs> like 16. Anyways. So, um, they got married in 1963 and she later left him after he allegedly assaulted her. So that's great. Um, she moved in with her mother and gave birth to her first child, Melissa in 1965. So she was pregnant from her first marriage. Um, After Melissa's birth, Norma developed a severe drinking and drug problem. And seeing as her mom was an alcoholic, (laughs) it's not like she was in the best place to get help. And they weren't. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, and they weren't like high class, like they didn't have the resources. Yeah. But also, um, if I was sexually abused my whole life by basically everyone, I would probably turn to drugs too. Oh yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Like, oh God. Like, yeah. I don't know how else you would, I mean, there's healthy ways for you to deal with that. So don't listen to me, but I don't know how else I would deal with it. Yeah. And especially when people don't believe you. (laughs) Oh, guess I'll just just this will just keep happening to me and it's fine because I'm making this up exactly soon after she began identifying as a lesbian so back in the 60s yeah that's That's strong to just like not be afraid to tell people what you are you know what I mean so um in her book she stated that she went on a weekend trip to visit two friends and left her baby with her mother to watch her. So when she returned, her mother replaced Melissa with a baby doll and reported Norma to the police as having abandoned her baby. Wait, wait, wait. hold up, hold up. What? Yeah. What? Where's the baby? With the mom. So wait, wait, she replaced the baby with a baby doll. Where's the baby? I'm assuming with her. So like, I'll just keep going a little bit. Okay. Um, she wouldn't tell Norma where Melissa was for weeks. 
and finally let her visit her child after three months. And then she eventually allowed Norma to move back in. Like, that's my baby, you bitch. Yeah. How messed up is that? That would totally mess me up. Especially because it's still like a baby. Like, like, you're still like postpartum stuff. Like, she was probably like, oh my God, poor. And it was probably one of those things that she was like, hey, we're looking to do this trip. Like, do you mind watching her for a weekend? And her mom was probably like, yeah, no, sure. Having. Like, talk about mentally abusive. I know. Horrible. But like, I can't even think, why would you do this? I but don't, I, I don't no think idea. she's pretty rational, this mother. But anyway, continue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so one day, Norma's mom woke her up after a long day at work. She was working like ridiculous hours. I think at this point she moved to being a housemaid um, or like a, a, a cleaning lady. I don't know what her title was, but um, she told her to sign what were presented as insurance papers and she did so without reading them. I mean, I would do the same thing if my mom was like, hey, here, sign this. This is for blah, 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 blah. They're like, okay, sure. <clears throat> but me and my mom have a much healthier relationship. Yep. So, um, however, the papers she had signed were adoption papers, giving her mother custody of Melissa. And Norma was then kicked out of the house. So her mother has disputed the version of events and said that um, Norma had agreed to the adoption, obviously. So um, the following year, Norma again became pregnant and gave birth to a baby, Jennifer, who was placed up for adoption. Okay. In 1969, at the age of 21, Norma found herself to be pregnant for a third time and returned to Dallas. According to Norma, she had some friends suggest that she should falsely report that she had been raped by a group of black men and therefore being able to obtain a legal abortion under Texas's law, which prohibited most abortions. Sources differ over whether Texas law had such a rape exception. Mm-hmm. Um, it would surprise me if they did because of how mm-hmm. very, yeah, conservative conservative they are yeah you mean not the words yeah (laughs) i'm laughing because i'm crying on the fucking inside go ahead yeah so due to lack of police evidence or any documentation which when you think about it that makes no sense like well like back in the day um so because when they're teaching like in well at least in my law school they teach you like way back in the day laws and then like how they've kind of progressed like with like sexual assault and stuff they back in the day like if you didn't die um fighting back your attacker but while you were being raped you weren't raped because you wouldn't let that happen you die before you let that happen anyway so due to lack of police evidence or documentation the quote-unquote scheme was not successful and norma later said that it was a lie that she did lie about it and she attempted to obtain a illegal abortion but the recommended clinic had been closed down by authorities her doctor richard lane suggested 
that she consults with a Henry Mikulski, an adoption lawyer in Dallas. And uh, Norma stated that she was only interested in an abortion, but agreed to meet with Mikulski. So eventually down the road, Norma was referred to attorneys Linda Coffey and Sarah Weddington, um, who were looking for a pregnant woman who was seeking an abortion. So this is where the case of Roe versus Wade, um, which is Henry Wade was the district attorney and Norma went as Jane Roe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it took three years of trials to reach the Supreme Court of the United States. And Norma never attended a single trial. Um, during the course of the lawsuit, Norma gave birth and placed her baby up for adoption. She told the press that she was Jane Roe soon after the decision was reached, stating that she had sought an abortion because she was unemployable and greatly depressed. In 1983, Norma told the press that she had been raped. And then in 1987, she said the rape claim was untrue. Basically, these two attorneys were looking for someone who wasn't very educated, was lower class, and was stuck in this situation. Norma just happened to fill all the boxes that they were looking for. So, um, like I said, the case began in 1970 um, when Jane Rowe, which is a fictional name that was used to protect the identity of Norma. And it's wild that everyone who throws out Roe v. Wade, um, they don't even know that that's a fake name. Right. Like, it's wild to me. I had no idea that it was a fake name until doing this research. Well, I'm sorry then. I'm sorry for making that comment. (laughs) No, but like, that's why I did it because I didn't know everything that went into it. So, um... Like I said, they used the fictional name to protect the identity of the plaintiff, Norma, instituted federal action against Henry Wade, the district attorney of Dallas County, Texas, where Roe resided. The Supreme Court disagreed with Roe's assertion of an absolute right to terminate a pregnancy in any way at any time and attempted to balance a woman's right of privacy with the state's interest in regulating abortion. In his opinion, Blackman noted that a, quote, compelling state interest, end quote, justifies Mm -hmm. regulations limiting, quote, fundamental rights, end quote, such as privacy, and that legislators must therefore draw statutes narrowly to express only the legitimate state interests at stake. Mm -hmm. And that was in quotes um yeah you see you see the those phrasings a lot like compelling state interests and stuff like that like if like 9-11 stuff like um they're like this is a compelling state interest so we can infringe into rights and so look at here a privacy right because that's what it's fucking about so thank you thank you for pushing to get this overturned so they can take more of your rights away. Uh, but why do we care? Because we don't like women in this country. Go ahead. Sorry. Shaden is getting spicy. <laughs> so um, the court then attempted to balance the state's distinct compelling interests in the health of pregnant women 
and in the potential life of fetuses. They're cells. They're fucking cells. God. Okay. It plays the point after which a state's compelling interest in the pregnant woman's health would allow it to regulate abortion, quote, at approximately the end of the first trimester, end quote, of pregnancy. Um, With regard to the fetus, the court located that point at, quote, capability of meaningful life outside the mother's womb, end quote, or viability, which occurs about 24 weeks of pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So um, repeated challenges since 1973 narrowed the scope of Roe v. Wade, but didn't overturn it. Um, In Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania versus Casey, In 1992, the Supreme Court established the restrictions on abortion are unconstitutional if they place an, quote, undue burden, unquote, on a woman seeking an abortion before the fetus is viable. So question for you, is that kind of like how they, I've never gone to get an abortion, but I've heard that they play like videos to like see if the mom like is like mentally okay is that what that means like to go through with it with the undo that part what what are you asking that so the things that like so far that you've read that you said are in quotes those are just like legal standards that they're using so they're like if that's the burden gotcha having to reach yeah (laughs) i also i also not have one but um that's what I've, I've heard that they do that. Like there's like waiting times and like, oh, you can come yeah. have your consult and then have to come back days later. Or you have to do all this stuff. And and- do like testing to see. And like, to me, that's totally fine. Like you'll see people that go through like some of those videos or tests and whatnot like, and why? find that they can't. What do I have to I, do that? Like, okay. I understand both points of like if I want this done I should have it done however if you make this decision and then down the down like a few months down the road you're like I shouldn't have done that and then it mentally fucks you up but like like, but my thing is nobody actually wants to get an abortion people act like these people are like oh my god I just had sex oh now I'm gonna get abortion no well, I mean, it. to be and fair, so I'm making this decision. I thought about this, you know, right. That's, but that's like, a- I have heard people that they did have sex and they were like, I'm pregnant. Like I can't okay. and then go. That's no, fine. And I know, I know obviously it is, but I'm on the flip side of like, it's that rash, like freak out moment. And then they go and they don't have any of those testing or whatever. And they haven't fully th- thought, thought it through. And then end up regretting it down the road. Whereas if they were asked those questions and forced to think about the repercussions of what could happen, like what's going to happen and like possibly change their mind on it. Like I fully get the, like, you can't tell me what to do like with my body. However, like, I do think it could be beneficial in some cases. And I'm not saying that it's all these, like every single one, but it is beneficial for those that it's just a rash thing, or they have someone pressuring them to do it. And they kind of like realize that, I don't know, that's not the way they want to go. 
Does that make sense? Am I making sense? But the the issue with the undue um, burden or whatever the standard was is that they are literally like pe- some people would have to drive to a different state to do this, and then and they have like, to do that now. They, but, but but or they can't get off work, and so then they're like, oh, you have to come make a separate visit, right? But like, and it's all these things that are basically like, oh, I literally had to. I can't take any more days off and you're making me come back. Now I'm not able to do this or you're making me watch all these videos, but like, it's no, it's not just like, Oh, let me, let me give you like this thing. It's, it goes past that. And I mean, I do think that there are some people that don't think before they do it, like not saying that it's a majority. And like you said, I don't think anyone looking for an abortion, like, what you said before but like do you get what I'm saying like I feel like it could be beneficial to have like I don't know like a test or something to see if you're mentally okay to get an abortion because like that stuff does fuck people up I've heard like horror stories I feel like that's a very you're getting very slippery slope if I have to take a test but but also if no. I am, if I'm not able to, well, no, listen, if I'm not mentally, um, sound or whatever, whatever phrasing you want to use to have an abortion, you're going to let me birth a human being and take care of this human being, you know? Yeah, no. And I see your side of it. I'm thinking of someone that hasn't thought it through, not that they're not in a right state of mind. It could be someone that it was a total surprise. They're in college and they're like, my whole family will hate me. But like, this is so hard. Cause also it's a very case by case kind of thing. I feel like, and the amount of people that I'm talking about isn't. Which is why we should leave it to the fucking patients and their fucking doctors. And you can get your fucking laws out of here. And that's what we should do. That's basically what I was trying to say. (laughs) The patient can talk to a medical fucking professional, not some legal person who goes, who might call themselves a doctor because they have a jurist doctor. No, you're not a doctor, sir. Let's leave it to the medical professionals to talk to the patients about their best things for them, for the fetus, whatever. I feel like I just wasted so much time because you're saying exactly what I was trying to say. (laughs) This is why I'm not a lawyer. I don't phrase things right and then I get confused with myself and then you say it I'm like no wait that's exactly what I was trying to say like it should be the choice of the mother yeah anyway so after that tangent so in Gonzalez versus Carhartt in 2007 the court upheld the federal partial birth abortion ban act in 2003 Um, which prohibited a rarely used abortion procedure known as intact dilation and evacuation. This stuff gets me like icky. Because I don't, I I, just don't, I can't imagine. Anyway, so in Whole Women's Health versus Hellerstedt in 2016, the court invoked its decision in Casey to strike down two provisions 
of a Texas law requiring abortion clinics to meet the standards of ambulatory surgical centers and abortion doctors to have admitting privileges at a nearby hospital. Four years later, in June, Medical Services LLC versus Russo in 2020, the court invoked Whole Woman's Health to declare unconstitutional a Louisiana statute that was, as the majority noted, nearly identical to Texas admitting privileges law. Then in May 2021, the Supreme Court agreed to review in its October 2021 term a lower court's decision to strike down a Mississippi state law adopted in 2018 that banded most abortions after the 15th week of pregnancy. I feel like no one passed 15 weeks. I don't know. I've never been pregnant. I don't know when you find out. But I feel like at 15 weeks, if something isn't wrong, they're not looking to abort the baby. Yeah. So, and like that, like, that's another thing that blows my mind. They like radicalize this and they say that like, oh, these, these people are out here trying to get abortions like right before birth. No, people who are getting these late abortions wanted this baby they wanted this baby they're literally doing this because something's wrong or they're gonna die or the baby's gonna die or everyone's gonna die and it's like they're out here trying to board no no one this late they all want this baby so um although the law was plainly unconstitutional under roe v wade and planned parenthood versus casey Mississippi lawmakers passed a measure in the hope that the inevitable legal challenge would eventually make its way to the Supreme Court, where a conservative majority of justices would overturn or drastically reduce the scope of those decisions. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's saying that like they knew this was against the law, so that they they knew that um, whether they were either going to win in like state level or they were going to lose and they were going to appeal it up to the court which is packed with conservative members so it would it would overturn yeah i can't wait for our generation to get up in there that's what i'm here for let's go you better be in the supreme court (laughs) so um the single question that the court agreed to consider in the case dobbs versus jackson women's health organization was whether bans on all pre-viability abortions are unconstitutional in may of 2022 an apparent draft of a majority opinion in the case written by justice samuel a alito jr was leaked to a political news publication in what would be an extraordinary breach of the traditional secrecy in which the court conducts its deliberations. The opinion, dated February 2022, indicated that the court had voted to overturn both Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey. As expected, both Roe and Casey were overturned in the court's official decision in Dobbs issued in June 2022, in which Alito held that there is no constitutional right to abortion. Yeah, I wasn't ready to go into depression mode again, Megan. So thank you so much for doing this, Casey. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. And for all of you, um, 
all of you foreign listeners, be glad that you don't live in the U.S. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) So the legal arguments of Roe v. Wade had three main arguments in its case to defend the abortion statute. And those three um, arguments was states have an interest in safeguarding health, maintaining medical standards, and protecting prenatal life. Um, Two, a fetus is a, quote, person protected by the 14th Amendment. Three, protecting prenatal life from the time of conception is a compelling state interest. I don't understand how it's a state interest. As soon as you get pregnant, do you get health benefits like and whatnot for that baby? Right? Well, you should. If it's from the fucking moment that it happens, can I insure this baby? Do I, do I get, oh. I mean, being pregnant and going through all of those um, appointments is expensive. So like if the dad's out of the picture, why doesn't, what is it called? Child support. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Why doesn't child support start the moment that she's pregnant? You know what I mean? Hmm. 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 Maybe because, never mind. I'm not even gonna, I can't even talk about it. You all know, you all know my thoughts. You all know what I'm gonna say. Right. So now Roe claims absolute privacy rights um, and their arguments on the Roe side was one, the Texas law invaded an individual's right to, quote, liberty under the 14th Amendment. Two, the Texas law infringed on rights to marital, familial, and sexual privacy guaranteed by the Bill of Rights. Three, the right to an abortion is absolute. A person is entitled to end a pregnancy at any time for any reason in any way they choose. And also, when you think about it, this whole issue is going to dump a whole bunch of kids into the foster system. And that's another broken system that we've got. No. And wait, Megan, do we care about these children after they're born? No, we don't (laughs) fucking care at all. So I'm sorry that I'm not going to believe your little, your little reasoning. Oh, I care about the children. No, you don't. You care about them before they're born. And then you don't give a fuck. Because, oh, what if, what if that baby is a minority color. What if that baby isn't straight? What if that baby's trans? What if, mm, let's go on. Do you care about the baby now? No, you don't. You don't care. Yeah. Unless they're a cis white man. <laughs> no, and it's frustrating. Cause then we're gonna go backwards. It's a huge step backwards because people are gonna go to try doing at home abortions and that does not go well. Because we don't care. Women will die. But these rich, these rich people will always have their abortions. They will always have access. And like the way that I look at it is I'm definitely pro-choice. Um, I'm not afraid of saying that. But for me personally, if I were to get pregnant, I'm not going to abort the baby. Yeah. And, that's, and I feel like that's how most people are. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, like if you look at the statistics, the majority of people that's like that's their view is that this is okay like who am I to say what someone else can do you don't know you don't know anyone's circumstances but even if it's like oh I don't want this baby I'm gonna get an abortion cool right I don't have a reason if this you are breaking up so bad right there okay um 
uh you were in the middle of a rant too yeah, let me hold on i know what i was saying but let me let me figure out what i was saying um i don't it's a very like i mean when you think about what could come out of it the amount of foster kids the amount of abuse the amount of neglect all of that i feel like could outweigh like if you it's hard to find the right words without feeling like I'm going to offend someone. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you don't, you're a fucking lawyer. You don't give a shit what anyone thinks about what you say. <laughs> You've got your opinion and you say it with confidence. I do. I guess I feel very strongly. I feel very strongly in this topic. You, if you can tell me what I can do with my body, you can control every aspect of me. I'm not a person. I'm literally not a person. Right. You, your jaw changes. You're, you can die. Like, oh, like the thing. Your jaw, wait, <laughs> the way that you just said, like your jaw changes. Because it's like, oh yeah, you're, you're just getting pregnant. No. The structure of your being. Like, oh my God. Like you can control, you can, you can control me. What else can you do? Besides bodily autonomy, without that, I'm nothing. I'm literally nothing. And so you're trying to take that away? No, no, I'm sorry. No. So and my- also what? Because we do not have a religion in this country. We also have freedom from religion. Right. So guess what? You, you, the Catholic and Christian, right. you know, that faith, that's different from Judaism. Right. I'm pretty sure I, I will look it up now, but I'm pretty sure they say that until that, like when that baby is literally coming out, that's when it's born. So to them before that, it, the whole way up, I'm pretty sure that for them, and that is full out a fetus. If that's never a baby until it is out in the outside world. I mean, so, you don't even say that it's a baby until it's born. You say it's a fetus. So, but my thing is, it's literally not all the religions that are saying this is morally wrong because we only care about certain religions. Right. So it's like, please get your religion out of here, get it away from my bodily autonomy because I am not here for it. I don't care. I care about your religion. I want you to have the religion, but please don't. Right. Please but don't. See, here's the thing with religion, and this is just for me personally. Um, like I said, growing up as a like straight line Catholic, like went to Sunday school every week, went to church every week and growing up and becoming more spiritual, like spiritually in touch and just like expanding my mind kind of thing. Um, wow. If I didn't just sound high right now, I'm not, (laughs) but religion is up for interpretation. That is why it's a right for you to have. It's not like everyone is forced to be a part of something. If you don't believe in a higher being, that's great and fine why are we bringing religion into the government why don't you just let us have that freedom yeah i don't know if that made sense either this is a whole bunch of i don't know if that made sense i don't know if this made sense but we shouldn't even be fucking talking about religion right now because separation of fucking church and state like that's what i'm saying no i know no no and like we we literally shouldn't even have to talk about this no, we shouldn't. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. No. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I'm sorry that I picked this topic, but I thought it was fitting for it what is. had happened. And it does it is something that kind of needs that does need to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um because it is important. Yeah. But it's like my the my thing is like if you've listened this long to our podcast, <laughs> um, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say you probably have the same thoughts because how have you listened to Jaden on all of these episodes without <laughs> knowing my view of the world? Right. So like it's kind of, I feel like it's going to be beating the dead horse because the people who are listening to this, not, I mean, it's not, maybe people line up with other things with me and not this, but I feel like it's like being a dead horse because people who are listening to us on this episode, you know, it's. See, my thing is, I feel like things you don't talk, really talk to other people about unless you're like really close, like for say work at work, you don't talk about politics or you shouldn't and I feel like that has changed dramatically and I just I like to not open up that door so things that you don't (laughs) you come talk to me I will tell you all my I will tell you everything you would know you were in the legal system so I would assume you've got thoughts (laughs) I'm not good at debating which is why I probably wouldn't be a good lawyer but so like things not to talk about at work politics religion health just I feel like that's they're very personal things you know what I mean like you can talk about them but like I've always known it to be like quote-unquote inappropriate to talk about politics and religion and whatnot at work again it depends on how close you are with the person you're talking to you don't want to walk up to someone on their first day and be like so red or blue huh Mm -hmm. (laughs) like one of those things you're not going to ask someone so did you get an abortion recently Mm -hmm. that's very private keep your opinions to yourself because you never know what someone's going through or how it'll affect them and like i I, i've read the statistic before but i I obviously don't have it on the top of my head but like how many people have actually had abortions Mm -hmm. and it's like people say these things without realizing that the people that they care about have had these things yeah like or like with like rape and like sexual assault they spew this hate but it's like people you care about this has happened to them and now they now they know that they're not safe with you like exactly they're gonna feel judged yeah but oh i am that person and um you you probably will disagree with me (laughs) but um when people are like, oh, you know, if we're different, like, political views, like, we can still get married, and we can still, honestly, no, because the, the, my political views that I feel very strongly about, those are, like, my core being. Yeah. If you have opposite views, we cannot get along. If I, like, if I become friends with someone, and I'm like, oh, because I also, obviously have very strong feelings and you, you can tell even with them when I'm not saying these strong feelings, right. but I'll feel out. I'll be like, Oh, so like very opinionated, which like, I admire I'll- for me being someone who cannot debate worth shit. Well, like, Megan, this I is, admire this is that. Mentality. This is my mentality. Cause everyone's <laughs> like, Oh, you, you like to be a lawyer. She like to argue. No, I like, I like to be a lawyer because I like to explain to you why 
I am correct and you are wrong. This is not arguing. This is me telling you that I am right. <laughs> and also, I feel like you standing up for what you believe is right. Well, I, I do agree with what you're saying. Like, you, you have to have similar views as your significant other. But I have plenty of friends that we have totally opposite views. And I like talking to them about it to see where they come from and why they think it's right and understand better where their head's at, um, even though, like, I don't agree. And that's the beauty of having that freedom of speech is you can have your own opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think, like, it's like the, you know, the mean, like, it's shared everywhere. Oh, yeah, we can have different opinions on whether pineapple belongs on pizza it does not about about human rights and and that's and those are the beliefs that I right will die on the hill for and so those are the ones if you have differing views on those I we honestly can't be friends right so the significance of Roe v Wade many think of Roe v Wade as the case that quote-unquote legalized abortion however That's not exactly true. So what it did was change the way the states can regulate abortion and characterize abortion as something that was covered under constitutional rights of privacy. Like you said in our last Mm -hmm. episode when we were talking about the overturn, because when we last recorded was, I'm pretty sure it was like the day after it happened um, or within the same week. You had mentioned that it's the right to privacy. Mm-hmm. So it may come as a surprise that Roe did not have much of an impact on the number of abortions performed each year in the United States. But according to the Gutmatcher Institute, in the years before Roe was decided, there were over 1 million, 1 million illegal abortions performed in the U.S. annually. So after Roe, that number remains around 1 million performed legally, plus the rate of deaths occurring as the result to, as the result of abortions dropped dramatically in the years following Roe, Mm -hmm. obviously because people now have that resource and don't have to do it unsafely. Overturning Roe is just going to get rid of legal abortions. They're still going to exist, but again- Again, it's like the rich people will still have their abortion, their safe abortions, and everyone else will just deal with it. Yeah. And they're like, what's stopping them from looking at a burger phone or birth control? And right. I'm pretty sure what's his name? Oh my God. What's the justice's name? My God. But he's already talked about, he's already thrown that out, like a burger in that. So. Really? why do we right why do we think they're just gonna stop oh it's just women this time is it because guess what now they're gonna come after um same sex marriage and then they're gonna it's gonna all go backwards yeah so since the court's decision in roe v wade judicial interpretation of the constitution is that abortion is legal However, after Roe, many abortion opponents have advocated for stricter abortion laws. The opponents haven't haven't been able to ban abortions outright, but have placed limitations on abortions. A number of states have placed restrictions on abortions in certain circumstances, including um, 
parental notification requirements, mandatory disclosures of abortion risk information, and restrictions on late-term abortions. But again, right. the people who are getting late-term abortions wanted the baby. And then also, if you think about it, a lot of abortions also come from rapes. Yeah. And to, to have it was parental notification requirements. Yeah. I highly doubt you're going to want to go to the person who raped you and be like, hey, because mm-hmm. like there's some people that are dicks and would be like, you're not getting one. Megan, it was God's plan for you to be raped to have this baby. If if it's that, if it's your God's plan, I don't want anything to do with that God. I'm sorry. Unless it be the fruit. Terrifying. Yeah. Dude, even, not funny. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny, huh? I literally just thought of that. The fact you said it just made me really. But anyway, so the issue is still a hotbed topic in uh, presidential debates and across the nation. States continue to pass abortion regulations that are often challenged in federal courts, but a few make it to the Supreme Court. And this has led many to wonder if it was going to be overturned. So Some interesting facts about Roe v. Wade is the one um, attorney, um, Sarah Weddington, was only 26 years old when she argued before the Supreme Court as one of Roe's attorneys. So look at, that's like Jade right here. Yeah. (laughs) Just call me Jade. Yeah. (laughs) Felt right. Anyway, so I've never been called Jade, and I was like, "Are we sure about me?" <laughs> so, um, as the court points out, banning abortion is a relatively new concept. Uh, laws like the one in Roe emerged in the United States in the late 1800s. A fact about this is Norma Jane Roe. Mm-hmm. became a prominent voice for the pro-life movement in 1995. So in this documentary that I was watching about, AKA Jane Roe, I really advise anyone who has Hulu to watch it because it's very enlightening. And I, it almost had me in tears at the end, but so they go through her life and she talks about how um, she had a rough upbringing and the stories that I went into earlier. And it's, just this crazy timeline going back at these different press um, things that she's done for pro-choice. And then all of a sudden, she's a born-again Christian and lives by the pro-life standard and is like the spokesperson. And she like previously had like big beef with the head pro-lifer. I can't remember what his name was, but She basically says, this is my deathbed confession. And they ask her, like, were you told what to say? And she was like, yeah, I did it for the money. And at the end of it, at the end of it, she was basically like, I don't want anyone to feel the way that I did, which is why I'm making this now. And I do regret. I mean, when you think about it, she was in a rough spot. She didn't have a lot of money. And then you have this whole organization paying you for doing these different events and basically to coaching you to say what life? you need to say. Yes. That way. Okay. Okay. So then she's getting money for this and she goes out and 
does it. And then at the end of her life at her deathbed confession, she's like, I said what I had to, like, I said what they told me to say. I don't believe it. She was like, I don't want someone to go through what I went through. Basically saying like me being pro-life was full of shit. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like the term pro-birth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what you want. But, um, um obviously after the overturn there was public outcry from a lot of people isn't it down to like the states to decide do you know oh i said i I said basically yeah oh i yeah there's no like there's no federal protection or anything which it's just my i feel bad for anyone that's struggling through something like that and can't get what they need So sorry that this uh, case was a bit of a downer. I thought it was going to be a good one for what had just happened. And Um, anyway, so yeah, that is the history behind Roe v. Wade. Some of our thoughts. And um, I hope you learned something. But also the the reason I like the the, your pro birth thing and like this is this is forced birth. We are forcing women to have babies. And what, isn't that, a, it's, it's like against, oh yeah, okay, United Nations, okay, mm-hmm. their website, crimes against humanity, for the purpose of this statute, crime against humanity means any of the following acts when committed as part of a widespread or systematic attack directed against any civilian population with knowledge of the attack, murder, extermination, enslavement, blah, 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 mm-hmm. forced pregnancy hmm crimes against humanity forced pregnancy hmm hmm but we don't we don't care we don't care we don't care about that we don't care about that the united nations say that you know crimes against fucking humanity forced birth that's all i have to say about that jenny yeah I feel like I'm kind of regretting my choice of case. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I we got to we got to talk about it. No, yeah. And I mean, even if it's not the way that you would do things, and you know that's your to. own personal opinion. You were able to have that. Exactly. Give that right to someone else. Because yes, you we're not forcing you to have an abortion because you have we want you to have bodily autonomy you see how this works but also a thing i want to point out another thing that um argument i hear when people are talking about this with me money is not going to these abortions like it's not so that's literally not um an argument to ban them you have to pay for it yeah federal government is not your tax paying dollars are not i will look up the act right now give me one second the hide the hide amendment mm. um yeah bans using federal medicaid to cover almost all abortions yeah so get out of here with that argument and also here if you're listening to this now <laughs> you have some you made it this far <laughs> yeah so now you have these arguments for if people use these two you'd be like yo and go go look at the Hyde Act because obviously I just said one sentence of it. Go right. look at the Hyde Act, and then you can use this when people are talking to you and be like, "Hey, actually, 
no, that's not the case. And then you can like, you know, explain See, it to them. Like, this hey. is where my issue is, is I will think of it. Then I'll be like, oh, what about this? And then all the information just goes out my head. It's kind of like test taking anxiety. When I have to like debate, my brain just goes numb and <laughs> it just stops. Oh, you know what else is causing a whole bunch of outcry? Oh, what? Are you referring to the thing that I can't remember what it's called? CoStar? No, no, no. No, I wasn't talking. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's also causing this? Mercury's in retrograde. Again? No, I don't know. I just thought that was something like you were going to (laughs) say. We made $10,000 on our student loans. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say me and you made $10,000 on this podcast. I was like, ma'am, where'd you see this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. If we did. (laughs) But, um. I'm seeing, like, I am so happy about it because now I've only got seven grand left to pay off for student loans. And it looks like I will have my student loans paid off by next year. And then I'm seeing all these people who are all upset. But you know what I didn't hear? What? People, like, complaining about was when those PPE loans came out for small businesses. Tell them. uh, Tell them, Megan. Get them. Yes. Where is this outcry when all these one percenters are getting bailed out? Where was this? Where? Right? Here's a TikTok. Oh, and this person is just putting all of these, like, um, all the people that are like, oh my God, why are we doing student loans? Blah, 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 blah. And yeah. then he would like, or I can't remember who it was, he or she or whatever. They were putting them up. Be like, oh, were you complaining about it when you were getting help when you were getting these? Oh God, it's so funny. I also saw another TikTok that was like, I would rather support the person who is giving ten thousand dollars to student loans than the side that is giving ten thousand dollars to um find women who are giving abortions. Right. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was really funny. Uh, but it's just like <sighs> but another thing is I yes. If I struggle through something, I don't want someone else to struggle through it. I will do whatever I can to exactly. make it like don't. Like, if I have a bad, like, um, if I have a bad experience with something, I'm like, what can I do so that, that someone else will never have to experience this? Because this is fucking stupid. And yep. not everyone has that mindset. It's, I have to struggle, you have to struggle. Fuck out of here. Fuck no. out of here. <laughs> no, I did see someone's point. Like, I mean there's all these people that are like, you chose to go to college. Yes. But you should like, agree with your interest rates. Have we ever looked at this? I was just about to say, honestly, it would be, well, I mean, this is me already paying off my interest rates, yeah. but what if they just froze interest rates off of student debt? You know Maybe what I mean? Like schools, why are you charging all of this? Why does your tuition go up every year for COVID the year after COVID? My brother was, or I guess it was like halfway through semesters that COVID hit and they stayed home Mm -hmm. the next semester and no one was going back. They raised tuition. Tell me why you raised tuition when no one's on campus or like, but you hear about all those people who were like, 
actually I have paid off all my student loans, but because the interest and all of this stuff and how long it's taken, I'm literally paying way more than I actually took out. Like now my dad, I mean, he's kind of like drilled it into my head. One, I I was just like, I mean, $10,000 is more than I expected. I didn't think anything was going to pass. So throughout COVID, while all of the loans were in forbearance, I continued to pay mm-hmm. and my interest is paid off. But then of course, as soon as that forbearance is lifted, that interest is going to recruit. And it's like, bitch, I paid you off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, it kind of bothers me. The people that are like, well, I went to trade school. Like, okay, yeah, great. Yeah. You know, we're going to be paying all those loans to small businesses during COVID through tax money. Yeah. Like if it, like the differences will make in people's lives. I am going to be done with my student loans next year. Like I'm like, it, it hasn't processed because I feel like it's still not going to happen, even though it already passed. Like I can now start thinking about getting a house. Yeah. 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 I've got, not quite the loans oh yeah you do friggin' law school i would love to go back to school i cannot afford it oh yeah go go get a nice education okay oh all these schools are turning you all liberal no oh (laughs) oh have fun with all that debt and now people are turning it around like you chose to go to college i'm like bitch you were the one that told me to go i love i love all the memes that are like um how about we sit these um universities and stuff down and be like hey it's your fault you loan all these money to 18 year olds (laughs) I think you need to just accept this risk and cut your losses. <laughs> like, Honestly. But that's another thing. 18 years old? But see, here's the thing. Is People say I'm smart enough and I'm aware <laughs> enough to like make this decision. No. But see, here's the thing. Like over in the UK, mm-hmm. it is 20 grand to go to any university you want to. The only difference is the acceptance rate. It is 20 grand to go to Oxford. It is 20 grand to go to... <laughs> a local college that isn't as intense to go into like Oxford University you know what I mean we should just have a flat $20,000 because yeah you're still paying for continued education but like you're not selling your soul to the friggin' educational devil anyways so now it seems like it's a good time for a co-star reading Wow, this episode, can you tell that we just have a whole bunch of pent up like anger about everything? Yeah. But like, I'm not that angry. I'm okay. I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. I'm actually struggling, but we're good. We're great. We're living. We're thriving. We're not thriving, but <laughs> Megan, shut up. Why can't I hear you? Dude, I can't hear you. Is it me? Is it you? I didn't do anything. Oh, there we go. There we go. I don't know if you covered the mic. I I was barely even holding my computer. But anyway, um, when we have just scratched the surface of Jaden's thoughts on all these topics and all of her heated, her heated opinions, and then a little sprinkle of mine because I'm too afraid to like bring mine to the surface, even though Jaden's like lawyer. No, but, but no, it's like, it's 
it's not even that it's like if you don't like me for these thoughts honestly we're not gonna be friends anyway and there's me we're not gonna be friends and i'm sorry if it come a- comes across as ignorant but this is my thoughts <laughs> oh, okay the difference between us all right so today <laughs> august 29th the day that we are recording this i have no idea when i'm gonna get this out <laughs> megan malnack you are here to accept your flaws and Jaden can be, <laughs> What? wait, it says Jaden can be aesthetic, but I thought it said autistic. <laughs> and I was like, what? Are you like TikTok now telling me? I don't know. I don't know. They really know how you feel. Tell them that you want to understand why they feel the things they feel. And Lord, is that not our episode today? <laughs> wow. Uh, the beginning of mine says, um, I'm here to prioritize my own feelings. And Megan can be strong. They know how you feel. And then I said the same thing. This is spot on sometimes. Like I know. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. Get out of here. Uh, but. Um, okay. So apparently my outro is corrupted. I don't know. I can't find it. But this is the part where I tell you to follow us on Instagram um, at a little thing called murder or Twitter at ALTC murder or send us an email if you have any comments, questions, suggestions at a little thing called murder at gmail.com. And then this is where I say, don't forget to trust your gut. And then Jaden goes, because it's better to be fucking safe than fucking sorry. So I hope that sufficed. <laughs> you guys have a wonderful day. Sorry this took forever for me to get out. I suck. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>